listening to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Wednesday afternoon. Now let's turn to our first guest and topic of today. In the next fifteen minutes or so, we're talking about money, which I'm sure many of us don't really like to talk about it. There's always a sort of sensitivity about it: how much we make, how much we spend, and how do we organize our money and do a bit of financial spring cleaning. Well, to mull over this topic, we're joined by Eleanor Coleman, who is the founder of the Financial Empowerment Group. Welcome to the program, Eleanor, and thank you very much for joining us this afternoon. Thank you very much for having me. So first of all, can you sort of explain what exactly is financial spring cleaning? I think a lot of us are finding that during this period of self-isolation that we're doing a lot of sitting around and avoiding going out. So some of the things that we're able to do or trying to be able to do are get to the to-do lists that we have always been putting off. So for some, it's cleaning out their closets or doing a bit of a Marie Kondo, but it's a good time to also do that with your finances as well, because finally, we actually can make some time for ourselves. Oftentimes, when we talk about um, money, we often talk about budgeting and sort of saving, but financial spring cleaning is also important as, as part of that. How is that important? Well, I break it down into um, a variety of different sections. So the first thing I'd say is look at your personal finances. So budgeting is a great way of looking at that, but the very simple way of doing it is look at your incomings, which for most of us is just one thing. It's a salary. But outgoings, we need to look at those and start with the big ones. So look at your rent, look at how much you spend every month on uh, going to the gym or paying for food or going out and enjoying yourself. And you might find little ones. I mean, I know that when I looked at uh, how much I was spending on Amazon, it actually gave me a bit of a shock. So it meant that I could oh, quite easily change the way my behavior was to make sure that I'm, I'm doing a, a better job of saving. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, go on. The other thing I do say is uh, we're all staying in at the moment. And so it might be that we're actually able to save a little bit of money. So it's a good time to look at credit card statements and bank statements to look at what you're actually spending and pay down some of your debt. So any debts that you have where the interest is above 10%, start paying that down. It's also a very good time to look at refunds and looking at, you know, at checking the bills. So when I looked at my phone bill, I noticed that there was a service I was paying for that I had no idea what it was. So getting a refund on that was great, but also getting ticket refunds for things like clock and flap and all these different things that were cancelled, making sure that those refunds have come through. It's always a good time to look at those. Yeah. When you talk about financial spring cleaning, are you also sort of clearing out paperwork? Because I keep a, a folder of, of old tax bills and, and, I'm not, and, and other bills. How far back do we clean out? And, and is it important to, to do that cleaning of paperwork? Well, I think it's quite psychologically important. It's always good to feel like you are physically getting rid of things. So what I have been doing is going through the big pile of papers that constantly sits on the end of our table that we've never had time to go through. Uh, in terms of keeping receipts and tax bills, if you have an electronic copy of your tax bill, that's probably good yes. enough. If you're self-employed, there are different regulations apart uh, around that. And so as someone who is self-employed, you need to keep about seven years of your receipts. But in terms of electronically keeping everything, that's usually good enough. So keeping your bank statements and bills in a folder on your computer where you can access them as and when you need them and you know where they are. Yeah. You mentioned just now you noticed on your phone bill that there was a, a service that you didn't use. So how much, I mean, how do we go about uh, cancelling unused or unnecessary subscriptions? Because sometimes you might think, I might just need it. Well, look at it realistically. If you've never used it or you like haven't used it for about membership. six <laughs> Well, yeah, if you haven't used it for six months 
At the moment, no one's using the gym at the moment because that uh, gives yourself a bit of a pass there. But in terms of if you've not used something for six months to a year, then you probably don't need it. Yeah. But look at it. If it does it does it spark joy if you use the Marie Kondo technology uh, term, and terminology? Does your gym membership spark joy, or does it uh, feel like a black hole that you're wasting money on each month? I actually feel quite uh, free the fact that I finally stopped paying for a, a gym that I no longer use. Yes. It doesn't mean I'm doing any more exercise, but having the gym membership didn't make me do any more exercise either. Yes, absolutely. Yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm in the same boat. Um, when you talk about <laughs> when you talk about financial spring cleaning to to your clients, what comes to their mind? I mean, are they is it a daunting task for them? Do they do some of them look forward to it, or is it liberating for some? I think for some people it can be a little bit liberating. For some, it's a very daunting thing because it's something that they've never prioritized. Finances are a hard thing for people to get. Uh, on the top of their to-do list, mainly because there's a lot of terminology that can scare people and can feel a bit intimidating. And people might have had bad experiences with financial advisors or getting in debt themselves. So what I've been doing with a lot of my clients is A, meeting on Zoom, which has been very helpful, but B, looking at what the priorities are. And I think this is a time where we're all reasserting ourselves and working out what our priorities are in terms of is our priority spending more time with our family is our priority getting into a bigger apartment is our priority traveling to go and visit family and those things are something that you can actually think about and therefore look at your retirement and look at designing your future to reflect that and so sitting down with a financial advisor it means you can prioritize what you want to do with your future and actually take advantage of some of the opportunities that are out there at the moment Exactly. Well, you, you mentioned retirement. I, I suppose a lot of the, us are, well, on the MPF, and a lot of it is actually automated. Um, I mean, how often should we be going back to review it? A lot of us just sort of leave it, you know, put it in a, in a high yield or low yield thing and, and just never really think about it. Is this also a good time to, to be looking at it as depressing Absolutely. as it is? Absolutely. It is a good time to be looking at it, especially with the way things are in the various markets that uh, that you can invest in through the MPF. The problem with the MPF is that a lot of people choose the funds that they want to invest in on day one of their new job and it's hidden within all the different types of HR paperwork and then you don't look at it again for several years in most cases, perhaps even never again. <laughs> so one of the things that I've been doing with a lot of clients is amalgamating their MPF so there's just one to look at, which makes it a lot easier in terms of admin, but also uh, looking at where the changes can be made in the investments to make sure that you're in a good position so that as the market recovers, you get to take a bunch of those opportunities. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to think, when was the last time? Um, you you kind of look at it and you think, oh, okay, the markets are still going well, I don't need to touch anything, but now with, with all the markets not doing so well, you think... It, is is it shaky to even to even touch it well it's it's shaky well whether you believe it's shaky to touch it or not it's even more shaky not to look not, at it at all exactly. you can't just ignore it and hope it goes away i mean the mpf is not going to be the thing that provides a lot of money for our retirement in most cases so for a lot of people putting fifteen hundred dollars away is not going to be the be all and end all but it's a good time to look at how much you could actually afford to invest in terms of having an automatic payment that goes out that supplements the MPF that is out of your account and is looked after by a fund manager to make sure that it is invested as well as it can be. Yeah. And it's a good time to be looking at that and working out how much of that can you actually afford and what is realistic within your budget. Yeah. Speaking of financial spring cleaning, I'm going to ask you two things. Um, for someone who, who, who hasn't done it before, where is sort of a good starting point for them to really start? 
Well, the good starting point is looking at your personal finances. So just grab a piece of paper, put on one side, put how much is coming in, and on the other side, how much is going out and what it's going out on. Uh, what we tend to do as a family is we go through our credit card statements because most things go on our credit cards. And I think a lot of people in Hong Kong do that because they like the points. So we will look through our credit cards. <laughs> Yeah, so every couple of months we sit down and we uh, generally open a glass, uh, ha- uh, open a bottle of wine, and we go through our credit card statements and work out what are the stupid things we've bought and how can we make sure we don't buy them again. But also, what are the realistic pr- costs? If we think we're spending, I don't know, fifteen hundred dollars a week on eating out and groceries, is that realistic? Can that be cut down, or is that way under what we're actually spending in real life? So we need to make sure that the budgets actually match up with what we are doing in the real world. Yeah, and so so that's for someone who who hasn't really um, done any financial spring cleaning. I'm sure you have clients who are really highly organised, but really miss on certain things. What if you're someone who spring cleans regularly, but what are some of the the hard things that you know get get looked over or, or missed? <laughs> Well, at the moment, we've got historically very low interest rates. So a lot of people, and when I sit down with clients, a lot of them are saying, look, I'm, I'm doing very well. I've got this wonderful spreadsheet that says how much I'm saving and I'm saving every month. But if the money's just sitting in the bank and it's not doing anything, then it's actually losing value in terms of real terms. So inflation is something that means that a dollar worth, something that's worth $100 today is not going to be the same price in 10 years' time as it wasn't 10 years ago. Mm. So inflation is actually reducing the purchasing power of the money that you've got sitting in the bank. So the only way of making that do better is getting a return on the money that's in the bank. And at the moment, the interest rates are so low that that is quite difficult. So looking at alternatives is always a good time to do that now. Yeah, well, part of financial spring cleaning is getting rid of the things you don't need. How about, you know, reviewing uh, uh, insurance or health insurance or or other policies? Should we be putting money towards that area? Absolutely. I mean, at the moment, I think it's really been brought to the fore in a lot of people's minds what happens if i get sick so first of all in terms of what happens if i get sick would i want to go to a public hospital if i went to a private hospital how much would my insurance cover me and am i in a position where i would get the care that I, i feel i need the other thing is um something that people in Hong Kong are generally quite bad at, get, at looking at is something called critical illness insurance. Mm. What that means is that if I were to get sick, and this is something that I've been doing with a lot of clients, is saying, if you were to get sick, what would happen? What would happen to your family and what would happen to your savings? Would you have to spend them? And would your family be able to cope without your salary coming in if you had to take, a, let's say, a two-year break from work? When people get cancer, for a, a, an example, these days, it's not the killer that it used to be. It's not something that you will not recover from so if you were going to have something where you needed to have treatment for let's say six months and you needed to take a career break to do that what critical illness insurance does is that for a certain number of illnesses they will give you a check for an amount that you're insured for on the day that you get sick and that you make a claim and you can use that money for whatever you want whether that's Mm -hmm. moving back to your home country whether that's making adjustments to your way of life, for example, if you were in a wheelchair, moving to a place where that's more feasible, or if you just needed that money to pay down some debts or pay for your kids' education while you are taking that career break to get better. That's what critical illness does, and that's something that is very rarely looked at in Hong Kong. Most people think that they have a lot of insurances from their employer, but critical illness generally isn't covered to a very high level. So it's a good time to email HR and say, well, what have I actually got 
and is that enough for me and my family? Yeah, and does it take a long time for it to be processed? I mean, is is it from the moment you get sick and hand in the paperwork to prove that you're sick? How how does that work? Uh, It depends on the company, but usually it's within a couple of days. Oh, okay. Oh, that that's fast. Okay, critical illness insurance. People should be looking at that. Um, part of spring cleaning it. Then should we also be setting financial goals um, for the future for the year? Absolutely. It's one of those things where uh, some people don't know where they want to retire, and some people have an exact picture in their minds. And whether you know exactly what you want to do or not, you know that it's going to cost you money. So if you want to retire at sixty, and let's say you the average age that people live to now is about 90. You know that you're going to have about 30 years there. Have you got the money to pay for it? And if you haven't, how are you going to change your life now so that when you get to that age, you're able to actually retire in the way that you want? Wise words indeed. I must admit, retirement just seems so far away, but it's true. We, we really need to be planning ahead. Well, it's one of those things that, I mean, I always thought that, you know, being a grown-up and being an adult was going to come much, much later, and then suddenly it is thrust upon you, and you suddenly have to make these adult decisions. Not and to mention I think, kids' uh, schooling as well. Education is very expensive. Well, yes, you and I are in the same boat in terms of uh, just having a kid and uh, kind of working out, well, this is going to cost more than I thought. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I also know, um, Eleanor, you're doing something uh, about a positivity series. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so every time I scroll through Facebook and look at social media and also turn on the news, it's all very depressing and it all looks at how awful the world is at the moment. But there are some glimmers of hope. So what I've done is I've put down, just, just recorded a video just to say what are the sort of linings of what's going on at the moment. And I've asked some of my friends, my clients, and some interesting people who I know to join in. So they've recorded videos about finding their silver linings um, from the, you know, the benefits of working from home, what are the lessons that they've learned at the moment, and how that will change their lives in the future. And they've recorded you know, one, two-minute videos, and um, we're putting them all on uh, Facebook, on the Financial Empowerment Group Facebook group, and tagging in uh, hashtag positivity project. And it's going to be really interesting to see what other people's positives are that they're taking out of this this fairly bizarre situation that 2020 has turned out to be. Absolutely. Well, I'm sure it'll be very interesting to see uh, what the other contributors uh, say. Um, remind our listeners once again how we can find out more about uh, your group, the Financial Empowerment Group. So the Financial Empowerment Group, we have a Facebook site, so just Financial Empowerment Group. And then uh, people can also find me on LinkedIn and uh, I'm available on uh, the financial, the fegroup.com.hk. Excellent. Meanwhile, thank you so much for your time today. And that's Eleanor Coleman, the founder of the Financial Empowerment Group, talking to us about the importance of financial spring cleaning. And we look forward to having you back on the program soon. Thank you very much indeed, Eleanor. Thank you for having me.